Well, 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 welcome to the Purple Stuff Podcast. Starring Jay from the Sexy Armpit and Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. Well, we're back, man. It's been a long time, Jay. It has. We're going to pick up where we left off, though. Yeah. Well, first, I think we should explain what happened. Okay. You want to do that? Basically, it was all your fault. (laughs) It was. You went off the grid through most of October. (laughs) Trying to talk to you about the show is like pulling teeth. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, that's how it went down. And then you went off and dressed up for Halloween as Ninja Force Zartan. That's exactly how it went down. That is what happened, Mm -hmm. and we're back. With episode, what is this now? Can you believe we're only up to 35? There's a podcast, uh, I'm I'm friends with these people who do a podcast, I should Mm -hmm. say, and they started like three weeks ago, and they're up to like episode 57. (laughs) I'm like, fuck, man, 35, really? Yeah, 35 episodes in three three and a half years. Three and a half years of 35 (laughs) episodes? It's Thanksgiving time, so I guess that's a big podcasting hotspot. I don't know. Well, there's nothing else to do. I mean, absolutely it's nothing. Like, well, I mean, it's Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. I love November, but Thanksgiving mm-hmm. is a day. Yeah. And everything that's good about Thanksgiving tends to happen on Thanksgiving. Right. So there's plenty of space for us <laughs> podcasters to squeeze our our muscle. You know. It's true. You are a big Thanksgiving fan, as uh, a lot of our friends online are, are huge Thanksgiving fans. And I, I don't think it's been something that is always at the forefront. Like, lately, you hear about hardcore Thanksgiving fans. I'm like, I, it just never hit my radar like that. It, it's like we're, we're the holiday hipsters, you know? Yeah, you are. You yeah, are. <laughs> once, once the rest of you catch up with us, we're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> but it's true because here's the thing. I love Halloween, you do too, but we have to admit that by mid-October, late October, there's like this air of pain and, you know, it's like everyone's so upset that it's ending or yeah. that it wasn't as good as they wanted it to be. <laughs> well, then you get a ton of people. That's why I love Instagram, because you get people who are like, oh, Halloween is all year long. Every month is Halloween. And I'm kind of like the same way. And Yeah, those 365 <laughs> slash 666 fucking ribbons <laughs> that they put on their profiles. Yes. It's a lifestyle. It's not a holiday. <laughs> Look, if Target doesn't give you that section full of ghouls and goblins, it's not Halloween. <laughs> you can't just put on a ho- like a horror movie and say, oh, I'm, I'm celebrating Halloween. Like, I fucking watch horror movies all year, too. Yeah. I'm not saying it's Halloween in August. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I totally am. Sure. But May. May or April or something. Yeah. It's hard to get to the Halloween spirit when it's May. <laughs> and Christmas, let's be honest, like Christmas is... I mean, I think like eight times out of ten, it ends in disaster. Well, no, it does. It does. Because I don't know. Maybe you just have a good life. I don't know. If I think for normal people, it definitely does. <laughs> oh, because there's like infighting and people. Well, get it's like it's stuff. expensive and it's largely pointless. It's like you're giving all these things away out of obligation, and then you're getting all the stuff that maybe you only half wanted or didn't want at all. Yeah. Then you know January's coming, and there's just this whole stretch of terribleness. It is January through the summer. It's just yeah. Awful. It's just oh god. It's like a it's a graveyard of bad months. <laughs> it's 
It's like no point in living. Yeah. So November's perfect because you, you had Halloween, so you had a big fill of party fun. And you know that December's still coming, so you can kind of just chill. Yeah, it's that midpoint where you know there's more coming. I was doing a lot of hand gestures while I explained that, by the way. It was like Richard Lewis. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Was, with so your if that was, a, if that was a, in your hands. Yeah, so if that was like a bad bit, it was definitely uh, Richard Lewis's fault. <laughs> well, Thanksgiving is huge for a lot of people, and we are going to touch on that this evening on the Purple Stuff Podcast, episode is, 35. Is this our Thanksgiving episode? Are we calling it that? I would think so. I mean, it's as close as you and I are going to get to a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, given that it'll be next November before we do another episode. <laughs> this actually won't come out until next <laughs> <Yes>. year. <laughs> Here, everyone, I hope you enjoy our 2017 Thanksgiving special. <laughs> what we decided to do is you have your construction paper. Yeah. We're making pilgrim hats. Uh, we've tucked our napkins into our shirts. Yes, we have. Um, okay, okay. We Let have- me just, yeah. Yeah, we have a glass of sparkling apple cider to make us feel like adults. Mm, S-A-C. <laughs> and we're going to discuss some things. What are we going to discuss tonight, Matt? Things we are thankful for. Right. And this could be anything. It doesn't have to be food. It could be Well, any- it doesn't have to be. Well, <laughs> food is one thing. It doesn't yeah. have to be something Thanksgiving related or, right. you know, something heartfelt. It could be. Uh, like a video game or uh, a merman action figure. <laughs> it's not like we have to talk about the Mayflower. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're doing tonight on the Purple Stuff Podcast, episode 35, and I will start. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Let's get right into things. So I am thankful for... Number one. Won't Slotmaster be proud? Yeah, we found us a breakfast. Well, okay. Oh, no. Who can stop these soggies? I can with my Captain Crunch cereal. Crunch power locks taste in, so it's tough to sog out. We stop those drips. Captain Crunch is a crunchy part of this spell's breakfast. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch, okay. I'm a huge cereal fan. Uh, as I can't say you are too, because I know you eat cereal without milk, which is completely insane. No, it's not insane. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't, don't start off with something that I'm not allowed to argue against because you're in the middle of your introduction, because I'm not going to forget that. And once you finish, we're going back to the milk. <laughs> <laughs> but cereal's very nostalgic for me, and especially the ones that have been around for a long time, like Captain Crunch. So I'm thankful for Captain Crunch and all its incarnations. And the key to Captain Crunch is the fact that the taste has remained the same, unlike many of the other cereals from when we grew up. Now, I have to ask you. Yeah. Are, are you talking about Captain Crunch, like the original flavor, or something else? Well, I mean, this is where I'm going. It's not only the holidays where they have Christmas Crunch and Halloween Crunch and all that. Yeah. But look, they got 4th of July, right? They had the stars and stripes or whatever it was. It's stars. true. It's true. Yeah. You're, you're a crazy Crunch fan. Yes. Do you remember when we were fishing for Acto Cooler and we were going to all those stores, how you actually were only there because they had, what was it, Orange Popsicle? That, yeah, Orange Cream Crunch. Yeah. yeah, you were pretending that you were in it for the Acto Cooler, but it's like every store we're at, you're like, hey, do you guys have any of that orange, I mean, Acto Cooler? <laughs> and then you would disappear in the cereal aisle. Maybe it's in there. <laughs> There's Captain Crunch incarnations that need to come back, like Volcano Crunch. Cap- I have a sealed box of Volcano <laughs> Crunch with the Pop Rocks and everything. Oh, man. That's the thing. They can get away with it. They could do this because it still tastes the same. It's still Captain Crunch. Yeah. Anyway, here's to you, Captain Crunch. You deserve an award. And I hope you settle for me babbling on about you on the Purple Stuff podcast. Now, 
I'm surprised you didn't bring up the Christmas crunch for this year. Well, that's what I'm saying. They they did holidays, you know, Christmas and Halloween. Yeah, but this year they finally changed they, the they fucking changed the box. box. Finally, yeah. Yes, we finally have a justification in buying it again. That box is beautiful. Oh, so it is. And so, I know you you mentioned it. You sort of described it like a Clark Griswold type thing, where he, he's kind of dangling in lights. And did you get that? Scene? Yeah, I totally got that. Yeah, yeah, they were they were going for him, right? Oh, absolutely. He doesn't even need to keep the captain gimmick. He could just be an old man. Everyone. Yeah, loves. I think I would I would be into Captain Crunch more if he wasn't a captain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like looking Carl Crunch or something like that. Yeah, Carl Crunch. Carl Crunch exactly. and his his merry adventures. Yeah. It was a bit before Christmas and all through the house, nothing was stirring, not even a... I ran to the kitchen, what could it be? Christmas crunch from the captain to me! This crunch is special to make breakfast merry. It's loaded with yummy red and green crunch berries. Very sweet, delicious. But it's only here till Christmas. Christmas crunch is a merry part of this balanced breakfast. Number two. WLTW, New York. This is Light FM Program Director Chris Conley. It's here. What so many of you have been asking for. The Christmas music is officially back on Light FM. From now through Christmas Day, Light FM is all Christmas music. I'm thankful because 106.7 Light FM just switched over to Christmas music 24 hours a day. Oh, man. Uh, nothing but Christmas music for over a month. Now, 106.7 by the New York, New Jersey area is known for their soft rock they are but during christmas it's like even softer they have a couple of like pop songs but it's mostly really old happy stuff they play a lot of the classics yeah but i mean just knowing that other people are listening to the same christmas songs as you at the exact same time it's just that is a cool thing but yeah i i take i take umbrage with this choice well i mean here's the thing <laughs> You're taking umbrage, but I didn't get to the real driving force of why I'm picking it. Delilah. Oh, Delilah, the DJ. <laughs> <laughs> DJ? Well, that's putting it mildly. She's like a, a white witch who lives in a world of rainbows. And... Oh, I love Delilah. Sometimes we laugh with you. Sometimes we cry with you. Always we try to encourage you and share stories to touch your heart. We're here to open up the phone lines, to read your letters and your email messages, and then to try to find the perfect song to go with your situation. And then you get all those people that call in with those for those dedications. It's like this guy from Detroit will be like, uh, hey, Delilah, I love your show. Uh, I, my kids got eaten by a bear. Can you play Rocket Around the Christmas Tree? I was just going to say, yeah, I lost my leg in Nam, but yeah. I want to hear Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> So it's like you're listening to Delilah and you're loving her, but you're kind of dreading these dedications or whatever they're called, because like, you know, that half of them are going to be completely absurd and like at the very least depressing and at worst completely made up. Yeah. I respect Delilah and, and I, re and I like 106.7, but I, I mean, you're talking to a guy who has curated quite a Christmas music playlist on his own right. Yeah, that's true. I vehemently reject all holiday stuff until Santa comes out on Thanksgiving morning at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So this is a, this is an issue of timing for you. So if you go by my theory for Christmas songs, it will start on Thanksgiving morning <laughs> and it will last until 12 o'clock midnight uh, on uh, December 26th. <laughs> 12 o'clock midnight. Okay, here's yeah. the, all right. I'll, I'll give you the Thanksgiving. Yeah. 
but I want you to go to the 27th. You want it one more day? See, it, it, see I don't want the... It's on, it's on the same principle as booking the hotel room for two nights in case you want to stay. I got you. I don't really want it for the other day, but here's what I don't want to happen. I don't want to be sitting in my living room on Christmas at night, sipping my eggnog, all of a sudden the clock strikes midnight and I'm listening to fucking Gaga. Really? See, I don't I, want that I, shit. No. I like, see, I'm already, I'm primed for regular music on the night of Christmas. I'm like, all right. The let's night get, of Christmas? Yeah, let's get back to regular music. Oh, God, what a fucking Grinch you are. <laughs> a, a, after I open my presents, it's regular music time. <laughs> That's terrible. Who are you? No, but there's a there's something to that because lots of times on Christmas morning, I would get like a new boom box or something like a new stereo and like that's when you play, oh, let's play some music. Yeah, but no one's buying you nice things anymore, so that's why you need the music to remind you that it's christmas i know that's what i'm saying i'll give it until the 27th when right, i don't the... just want christmas out of my life at that point <laughs> yeah that's true but the 27th it's like oh god you're yeah. kicking those decorations get the oh. fuck out of my way you you cheap cvs brand battery operated elf i put the damn tree away like the, the morning after christmas you actually burn yeah. it live on christmas night <laughs> i'm gonna periscope it. yeah <laughs> oh tout <laughs> Vine. Oh, <laughs> mm. uh, Vine. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. Spine tingling chills. Pretty scary, huh? And something else that rhymes with thrills. I'll meet you in the link room in five minutes. You could do much worse than to see. So much! Get me out of here! Amazon women on the moon. I am thankful for a sketch from the movie Amazon Women on the Moon. Oh, really? Yeah. Have you ever seen this movie, Matt? A couple of times, I think. But that probably means no. No, I but... have seen it. I have seen it. Because right. um, I know, actually, I had it on video because it was one of those movies that was always at, like, the pharmacies for three ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like watching Saturday Night Live, but like in a movie, because there's a bunch of sketches. It's not actually like one movie that has a cohesive plot. It's sort of like Kentucky Fried Movie, but a little dumber. Yeah, exactly. So this one, perhaps I wouldn't even have this entry if it wasn't for your previous talks regarding your love of like unsolved mysteries and weekly world news. Okay. Yeah, so it ties back to that because this one, it's a parody of the show Believe It or Not. Oh, Which is right. uh, Jack Palance used to be a host of that show. Uh, Do you remember that? You are my number one. <laughs> I used to think he was scary. He would uh, say, believe it or not, and he'd scare the crap out of me. Yeah, he was Robert Stack before Robert Stack was Robert Stack. I was just going to say it was the precursor to your show, to Unsolved Mysteries in a way. Uh, anyway, so it's a parody of Believe It or Not, and it's called Bullshit or Not. <laughs> and they're referring to the killings of prostitutes in London, like the whole Jack the Ripper thing. Yeah. So they said they're trying to unearth new evidence that Jack the Ripper was actually the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> the best, the, the be <laughs> best scene in that movie is this one. Well, a bullshit team has unearthed spectacular new evidence, which suggests that Jack the Ripper was, in fact... The Loch Ness Monster. So they show a dramatization <laughs> that they always do in these shows where <laughs> the prostitutes running around like looking for somebody to pick up or whatever. Right, and totally like, narrating her prostitution. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my. You are a big one now, aren't you? 
So the Loch Ness monster comes dressed as Jack the Ripper, <laughs> heading over to her. Yeah, he kills her, right? <laughs> yeah. Then they end like. Was Jack the Ripper, in fact, a 60-foot sea serpent from Scotland? <laughs> now, this was a full-on animatronic Nessie yeah. in, like, in, like, a fucking cape and walking on land. It was, like... Yeah, he had a, a, like a tuxedo and a cape and a top hat. Right. I mean, this movie had some production value in general, but, like, when this bit is playing out, you're like, there's no fucking way you're going to expect a real live Nessie to just pop on the screen. Yeah, and it's it's so funny because I've seen this movie like 30 times in my life because I have it on DVD. Been watching it since I was a kid. But for some reason, that never hit me so much as it does now because like your love of those type of shows. Yeah, because it's like what you always want to see on a unsolved mystery segment about <laughs> Nessie. Instead, you got that same black and white picture of the head. Yeah, all you would see is the head popping out of the water. Now you could see him all in all his glory. Oh, it's such a great yeah. scene. That look in his eye, that sinister, <laughs> I'm really a serial killer look. <laughs> it's like Sarah's like the best interpretation of the Loch Ness Monster ever put on film. <laughs> it really is. You know, it's like it's just a dumb joke in a dumb movie, but it's so cool. Yeah, it's like the Jurassic Park for Loch Ness Monster movies. I would actually go so far to say that the <laughs> effects were almost on par with those seen in JP1. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. Yeah. So I give thanks to the Loch Ness Ripper. We examine these mysteries to determine are they bullshit or not? Number four. My pet monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. And he's your friend, too. He breaks his chains. Put him on you and break away, too. With my pet monster, you're busting loose. He's big. And scary. Your too. I'm thankful that I finally took the plunge and bought a My Pet Monster doll. Oh. One of the also. originals from 86 with the handcuffs. The original, huh? Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know if you saw. I wrote about this during the Halloween season. Yeah, I remember. And so it's definitely not the 2001 re-release. No, no. I was very careful to make sure that smile was crooked in just the right way. <laughs> uh, we've talked about this thing on the show before. We had a whole segment about My Pet Monster. Yeah, But I got to tell you, it is so much bigger and better than mm -hmm. either of us probably imagined. It is huge. <laughs> like, if I was ever single and things got rocky, all I'd need is a pair of scissors and I'd be back in the game with this guy. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> did you, I forgot, though. Did you have one when you were a kid? Uh, you know, here's the situation. I can't keep track of the lies I've told online for the years. <laughs> so I don't know if I've claimed that I did or I didn't. Gotcha. All right. Uh, I will say that if I did, he is definitely much bigger than I remembered. Yeah. Oh, God. it's He's so big. And he has the breakaway handcuffs, which actually work just the way you want them to. <laughs> So it was a big revelation to finally get this thing. It's just, I mean, he's, he's a showpiece. Yeah. I mean, both of us, we've bought back hundreds of pieces of our childhoods. Yeah. All kinds of stuff from eBay all through the years. Right. And usually we open those shipping boxes and it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. Now that I've seen it again, I am all done and all that is left is buyer's remorse. <laughs> so true. Like, how many fucking Kenner oh Star Wars God. boxes? Like, oh, well, I can't actually open this. So I just paid an extra $400 for a piece of tape that's precluding me from seeing the toy. 
We could just really you could have printed out the uh, cover of the box and left it on your wall. And then I and then I act like I don't know what's going on when I can't afford fucking celery at the grocery store. <laughs> celery or my pet monster? I definitely go with my pet monster. Exactly, exactly. My yeah, celery. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck celery. <laughs> he was All worth. Right. I paid. I think um like around seventy five bucks with shipping. Which actually is pretty cheap for a complete My Pet Monster. Does he actually come alive, or was that just misleading? Well, he, <laughs> he, the thing is, you just have to kind of hook your arms under his, yeah. and when you want him to answer, you shake his arms and say, Hey, Matt, that sounds good to me. <laughs> and then, yeah, he does. He does He does bring the life. He does. Okay. Yeah. All right. I just and wanted, like, yeah. Here's the thing. like, You and me, we haven't hung out much over these past few months, and frankly, My Pet Monster has kind of replaced you. <laughs> Like he's he's that much of a good friend. Like you could really hang with this dude. He he's your best friend. He's my best friend. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if I'm gonna be replaced, it's gotta be by my pet monster. Yeah. <laughs> I never had one as a kid. This is the thing you need to go buy now. No more Beetleborgs flabber dolls. <laughs> you know, the three, the three, the four inch version, the twelve inch talking version, the, the soap dispenser version. Put them away and go for my pet monster. <laughs> For me, when I was a kid, I was like, well, I could have this plush toy or I can get like two G.I. Joe vehicles and a LJN wrestling ring or something like that. Yeah, I, I used to do that kind of math, too, whenever I wanted a larger item. Yeah. But the truth is that it never panned out that way because for some reason, like my parents didn't like to buy me a lot of gifts. Mm -hmm. I could ask for something that cost $10,000 and they'd be OK with it as long as they didn't have to buy two of anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna get uh, like a showpiece gift my pet monster is it because he's so eye-catching and the colors all like the colors all oh, the colors very colorful yeah, yeah it's like it's like a, what's that what's that ice cream where they mix all the flavors oh um tutti frutti tutti let's say tutti frutti he's yeah, like I, he's like a tub of tutti frutti <laughs> he is now we all know there was the vhs live action for my pet monster <laughs> boy well, that that was a treasure now, the cartoon, though, I just remember, like, the cartoon wasn't actually that bad, but I remember, like, the song was so weak that it, oh, sucked all the, it sucked all the juice out of My Pet Monster. I actually don't remember this, so I want to say My he, Pet Monster intro. He's supposed to be this beast, and then... And then this, this beast. song. He's supposed sucked. to be this beast. Yeah. All right, let's see. Wow, it's a minute long, this uh, intro. Um... It's terrible. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Way to neutralize his bite in the first yeah. three seconds. It's so what goofy. What the fuck is this clowny bullshit? <laughs> that is really bad. And my they... pet monster. They just dumbed down his look also. Why did they assume that the target demo for a My Pet Monster cartoon was three? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was because it, it's owned by American Greetings and they wanted to keep it like safe for everybody, but... Wow, what a, what a shitty fucking song that was. Wow, that was irritating, dude. That was like legit straight up irritating. Like I would not, I don't care what's in the, what the content of the show is. If I have to suffer that intro one more time, deals off. You really scored here because he could be sitting at your table for Thanksgiving dinner this year. <laughs> he will be. <laughs> Although you have to cook a lot extra for that guy. Oh, that's the most, and the best thing is I get to eat whatever's on his plate at the end, <laughs> like after I'm done pretending. <laughs> All right, show's over. Give me that fucking artichoke, my pet monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
Number five. ECW is back live, and we've got this vampire. We, we, first time in action for this vampire guy, and that's that. That was Ariel you saw out there with the tarot card reader. Reader, we know her, but we don't even notice. We know he's weird. Whoever he's, yeah, we never. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. All right, Matt. I'm thankful for the criminally underrated work of the new ECWs, Kevin Thorne and Ariel. Do you remember these two from the new ECW? Oh, yes, the the wrestling vampires. Yeah, so the new ECW was a revamp of... A revamp, you say? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it was was a revamp of the old ECW, and they even got Paul Heyman to be involved to sort of bless it, even though he hated it. Well, I mean, there was a lot to hate. Kevin Thorne, he played this vampire guy, and Ariel was his uh, his valet, a.k.a. Shelly Martinez. She yeah. was a tarot card reader slash vampire. Yeah, because like it's amazing that one wasn't enough. The interesting part about this duo in ECW is the fact that like vampires at the time, it wasn't a thing. Like True Blood and Twilight didn't even start until 08, yeah. which, which was a solid two years after they debuted in the new ECW. So it's interesting, you know, because you are you attributing the the rise of the, the vampire fad <laughs> to Kevin Thornton Ariel? No, no, not at all. I can't say I'm doing that. <laughs> I'm what I'm saying is WWE they always sort of mirror what's going on and they do like a really low brand of social commentary wrestling. Right, right. They usually just mirror whatever's going on. So if vampires are, are popular, let's get a vampire in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Thorne, you're a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they would uh, bite and lick each other. And then Ariel would, she turn upside down on the ropes like she was a bat hanging. And then that her, was cool. Yeah, her skirt would fall. And like the whole audience saw her butt cheeks because she had like a G-string on. And then the audience would gasp, you know, because they didn't want their five-year-olds to see that. Right, right. Well, that was the whole thing with ECW at the time. Yeah, it was like they were trying to be the edgier ECW, but it was still super tame right. compared to the old ECW. And then like within like six months, it got pretty much super tame. Yeah. WWE, I think, needs them back. So any type of vampiristic theatrics, that's what sucks me in right now. hi oh. I have some fantasy booking for you, Matt. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kevin Thorne versus Undertaker with Shelly Martinez as Ariel in Kevin Thorne's corner. And then we can get Daphne back as Undertaker's valet. Interesting. I mean, that's... I guess, I mean, that's... guess, guess it's not done. Guess who she's going to play? Oh? Paul Bearer's daughter. Ooh. I like right? It. I like it. I mean, that would work a lot better if we hadn't already met Paul Bearer's very normal sons. <laughs> <laughs> and here's here's their crazy sister, Mary Bearer. Well, I mean, but like Kane isn't really Undertaker's brother. We know that. Oh, so. no, but don't don't go breaking Kafabi. <laughs> Kafabi. <laughs> so I got a question for you about uh, old Thorny and Ariel. Yeah. All right. Can we talk about their theme music? Because holy shit. Oh, it's it's almost up there with your that Undertaker theme that you like. Apples and bowling balls. It's like it's to me. It sounded like a theme from like a really aggressive Sonic the Hedgehog game. It's insane. <laughs> I guess I kind of dug it. It almost sounds like something you'd hear in like <clears throat> an early two thousands uh, horror movie. Yeah, like, I could see it maybe in Blade or something like that. Right. Even. Exactly. But like, what were the lyrics to that theme song? 
I don't know. Was there actual lyrics or was it They're just... saying something, but it just sounds like... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know. We should listen to it. <laughs> Pull it off. Tell me what they're saying. Let me see if I can get it. I didn't know we were going to do this, but I'm going to pull it up right now. This is just the way the conversation has this flowed. Is, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so, but what but what exactly are you saying there? I have no idea. Just a bunch of sounds. It no. almost sounds like it, it almost sounds like they were inspired by the Carmina Burana. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know Carmina. Yeah, good old Carmina. Oh, Car Carmina Debella. What was her name? <laughs> yeah, Carmina. You you guys used to date back in the day in middle school. Oh, that's right. We did. Oh, you mean Carmela the wrestler? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it does sort of sound like that. So if you have uh, music for a vampire that could also be fit Carmela, you know there's a slight problem. <laughs> Carmela, the queen of Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> Number six. Billy, like to stay and have dinner with us? What are you having? Chicken. Just chicken? Chicken with potatoes. Or stovetop stuffing? Stuffing? I'm staying. Stovetop stuffing and chicken. It's one meal really worth staying for, because stovetop stuffing instead of potatoes tastes terrific. I'm thankful for stuffing, Jay. I love stuffing. I you love stuffing. Yep. I wish we could just stop the section there and just say that was enough because I don't know how the fuck I'm going to talk about stuffing now for five minutes. But I'm referring specifically to Thanksgiving dinner style stuffing. Oh, not like man. stovetop. I love stovetop, but it's not the same. Right. I just made my first batch of the season the other night. Yeah, but my favorite kind of stuffing is all wet. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Like it looks like it's like brains. You yes, know? <laughs> yes, exactly. I actually I just posted my recipe on dinodrack.com. Uh huh. And in my family, I guess this is our our co Italianness talking. Yeah, the, the lineage. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's pretty common for the stuffing to not really be like cubed and crunchy, but yeah, kind of like gooey, like um like paste almost. Yeah, like it looks like it came out of the innards of the bird. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in my family, stuffing includes sausage and apples and raisins and pine nuts. Mm. I don't know what it's like for you, but judging by the reaction I got to publishing this information, at least 50% of the world is completely repulsed by that mix. Really? I didn't realize it was that weird. Well, first and foremost, sausage is one of the number one things. Uh, my mother does the same with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like, I got people telling me, no, you put oysters in stuffing. Like, uh, no, oh. you don't put oysters in stuffing. I know people do, but no, that, that's just something they say in the magazines. Oh, Nobody God. really does it. I would never be able to eat that. <laughs> yeah, no, people like swearing by it. Oh, it doesn't, it's not really an oyster anymore. I'm like, how is it not an oyster anymore? You're putting oysters in. <laughs> Oh, I've never even heard of oysters and stuff. No, it's a real, it's a real oh. thing. It's it, these it, half this country's gone mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so but you don't stuff it into the turkey though. It's, like, oh, it's the no, gut, I right? mean, yeah. look, I'm not a vegetarian, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> sausage stuffing here. Yeah. But there's just something just not quite right about <laughs> taking food out of the turkey to eat. It just doesn't work. 
Well, a lot of people uh, cook the stuffing in it. We do that, but it's yeah. really for show, and we just make additional pans, and everyone eats the pans. <laughs> because it's like, it's it's weird. It's grody in there. It's the, things don't heat all the way through, and it's, it's you know... We don't want to know what's going on inside. We want to pretend it's not there. It's like a let's cut this tauntaun yeah, open. We're, and sleep we're actually of it. we're peeling the strips of meat off of a cardboard carcass. <laughs> so stuffing is your favorite uh, Thanksgiving uh, aspect. Of well, the for me, like it's the only Thanksgiving food that I cannot live without. Yeah, like if we lost everything else in a kitchen fire, I would just soldier on. And say, you know what? Let's make the best of it. But if someone dropped the bowl of stuffing, like, oh, my oh, God. So, like, to everyone out there, if you have not had real homemade stuffing, not just something that was pre-made in a box from the store, you got to try it. Yeah, it's a totally different experience. So much better. Man. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I look forward to for Thanksgiving. Plus, I get to have, like, two sessions of it because, you know, we do both. Oh, that's right. Things. You do so, yours and, and Miss yeah. Sexy Armpits. Yeah, so, like, in one day, I'm I'm having boatloads of stuffing. Right, and it's the <laughs> as, as the first thing you go for. People give you those foil trays to take stuff home, so you get, like, two pounds of leftovers, too. <laughs> yeah. And that shit is even better cold. Oh, my God, yes. Mmm, <laughs> stuffing. Yes, great pick. Thanks. Fully with you. Good. <laughs> I'm free for dinner tomorrow night, too, Mrs. Freeland. You don't say. Number seven. New Star Wars big figures up to 20 inches in size. Battle for control of the galaxy. Your empire needs you. Also available as massive 31-inch figures. And in the colossal 48-inch figure. I am your father. <laughs> you are beaten. Get the biggest Star Wars figures in the galaxy. It is useless to resist. I am thankful for Jack's Big Figs. Of course you are. You're not going to mistake these for um, Fig Newtons or anything, because I know you're, you're a big fan they, of snacks. I <laughs> hate Fig... First of all, I hope the Fig Newtons are disgusting, so I'm I, glad it's not Fig Newtons. No, I do know what these are, and these are wonderful. They are, and as I look around my place... As you know, I'm really crammed in here. Uh, one <laughs> tiny bedroom, uh, one little... You're one like Don LaPree in the before picture. <laughs> so I thought to myself, how can I make even less room for myself in here? Buy the same action figures that I already own, only 10 times the size. Yeah, so these are like, what, 36-inch tall action figures, right? Whoever came up with the idea to manufacture 31-inch action figures, I want to express my appreciation and gratitude for them because I personally think they're monumental. And they're probably the biggest thing to happen to action figures in ages. I mean, when are you sitting around thinking, you know, I like this action figure, but it's only three and a quarter inch. I need it four times the size. Yeah. <laughs> so what can you actually do with a giant action figure? For starters, the play sets would have to be 35 feet tall. Could you imagine <laughs> if they made a Jack's Big Figures play set? Oh, my God. I, th I think only your father is capable of such a deed. <laughs> he would appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like we would see something like this, like a gimmick like this, when we were kids in the 80s because everything was more excessive in the 80s. But now it's probably better because I'm able to collect these and buy them on my own without trying to press my parents for like, hey, Ma, can I have 11 31-inch action figures? Because they wouldn't fit in the toy box. But the thing is, they aren't even that expensive. They're not. By all rights, they should cost 10 times as much as a regular action figure. They only cost like three or four times more. 
Yeah, they're they're twenty bucks usually, you know. Yeah. Or you get the bigger ones, they go up in price. But bigger is always better. But of course, if you like to travel with your action figures and you play with them, like say on an airplane, like these are slightly cumbersome. You may only slightly fit like cumbersome. yeah, it's a, it's a fucking four foot Darth Vader. <laughs> you may only fit one in your carry on. Yeah. But if, if you do what I do and you watch the Flash every Tuesday, like I sit on the couch right next to my twenty four inch Flash figure. Really? Is, is that what goes on? Yeah, I put them under a blanket. Some people have dogs and cats. You have like 18 of these. Fit. Like, what the fuck is going? Like, how do you fit these things in your condo? Every week, you import at least $3,000 worth of toys. And yet, there's still room to walk, and you can still kind of touch the sink. I don't I don't know how you do it. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like Jay, did you hear about this line that's going to come out in 2022? And you're like, I already got the full set. I'm getting the Japanese versions now. It's so true. And Jax has licenses to Star Wars, Turtles, DC, WWE, and they're not just big. It's like (laughs) Venkman's Laundry, like there's many subtle levels. So you got 20 inch, 31 inch, 48 inch, and like the 48 inch is called Colossal. And they have weapons and motion detection and sounds and light up, yeah, like light up logos and like. I can't help but remember that on our bonus show, somebody asked us uh, what toy line we have been so into as kids. Right. And neither of us remember this line. Yeah, you know, stare me in the face because they're all over my condo. Yeah, could you imagine like the yeah. the six and seven and eight year olds of today? Like you're getting these giant sized oh turtles and Superman. The reason why I like them though is because they usually create an awkward moment in conversation. So it's like, okay, so you're talking to somebody, and I'm like, so I have a 31 inch Wonder Woman action figure. <laughs> <laughs> you act like it actually gets better when you do the reveal. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking to the guy who works at the post office both ways it's kind of fucked up it is. yeah so jack's big fix thank you yeah that's mm, gonna be a hot seller this christmas number eight we are rocking the holidays here at GMA. So many of us have pulled on those crazy holiday sweaters. Come on, every year, right, Sam? Every year. Yeah, we're going to show you ours a little bit later. But first, the scoop behind all those sweaters. Back for another season of holiday parties, blogs, books, and fashion shows. Take a look. Okay, this one is really weird. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say all that. We'll see. I'm thankful for this one random eBay seller. Uh-huh. She makes one-of-a-kind ugly Christmas sweaters. Yes. So you saw my tweet about this, I right? saw your tweet, yes. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, when I say that, it doesn't sound that incredible. <laughs> but the ones she makes, she just takes these giant toys from the 80s and 90s and just fucking staples them onto these thrift store sweaters. <laughs> it is the most bizarre, beautiful thing. When I saw that, I'm like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah, no, dude. Now, here's the thing. I put up four. There was one that had like six Alf puppets stapled to it. Yeah. Bart Simpson doll, turtle, whatever the fuck. She has over 750 different ones. Oh, my God. Go check your fucking messages and look at this link I sent you. I'm looking. I just opened it up. It's like, it's insane. Like It just goes on and on and on. Everything you could think of. Yeah, one of them, there's like, there's a giant reindeer stuffed animal on the front of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you actually have to be plugged in to wear these sweaters. Who's going to be wearing these? But But, but how is she keeping 757 (laughs) ugly Christmas sweaters with junk stapled onto them in her house? Like, is this the kind of business that's actually so lucrative that she has a warehouse? (laughs) 
she walks into her living room and she she's got to have a tunnel to get yeah. up. But know. like I look, I get that they're ridiculous and that they're supposed to be ugly because they're ugly Christmas sweaters. But I still find them really artful. Oh, they're very artful, no doubt about it. Yeah, yeah like. Like, I want to help her get a show at a gallery. Like, I feel like she's on the cusp of greatness, and I want to profit by it. Like, I feel like I discovered her, because I put that tweet up and people went crazy. I'm like, oh, shit, I should have thought about this. I should have got the rights first. But, you know, that's what kills me, because <laughs> this is what happens. Somebody's just fucking around with arts and crafts, and then they sell one sweater for, like, $200, and, like, this is it. Right, and then all of a sudden, all of the, like, boutique retailers of clothes online are going to have their own ugly sweaters with big, giant monkey yep. dolls stapled to the front. Yep, Kim Kardashian sends out her yearly Christmas card with a picture of her with the Grinch on, on right. her Right, uh, a 16-inch yep. Grinch Plus stapled to her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck is with the? I mean, look, and every doll is sort of positioned so that it looks like it's being choked by the garland. <laughs> like, there's... And to the, here's the thing that really gets me. And it, for, for me, though, it only adds to the artistic value. Yeah. She goes through these trouble to make these custom shirts. Mm-hmm. Like they light up. They have stuff stapled all over them. <laughs> they they include 80s collectibles that bought on their own would cost $75. Yeah. Yeah, she takes these incredibly fuzzy pictures where you could barely see anything. <laughs> like there's not one in focus picture of any of the 757 sweaters well i could tell you she's taking the pictures with one of these digital do you remember when digital cameras first came out and they took the, right. the floppy disks yes yes she, with the floppy disks in there that's, that's gotta be took- it that's definitely it <laughs> i love these like i'm so inspired to like start making these <laughs> like I, I think this is brilliant it's like it recycles old shit that you don't want and it gives you something to talk about and it maybe because like it's kind of it's... better than a poster if you hang it on your wall. The only thing I have against it is that like just from my own perspective, I can't walk around with a stuffed animal hanging off my chest. <laughs> Here's the thing: I the, I have a little experience in that, and I, I, I'm not going to tell you that it doesn't complicate things. My high school years weren't weren't fun, but it can be done, and there, it does have its perks. Well, hold on. Before you go on, do not sew my pet monster onto your shirt. Please. Oh no, no, no! I'm not gonna. He costs way too much to be sullying that way. <laughs> Some of them are crazy. I'm looking through the link right it's, now. It's like it's just unbelievable. There's a Sonic, Sonic Gar- the Hedgehog. There's, Gar- there's a WCW Pokemon, Superman, Elmo, fucking Stimpy. flamingos. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy, uh, Smurfs, Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Darth Vader one. Yeah, it, it's great. There's one for a hockey team, and they have like the foam finger on it. It's like aesthetically, it's crazy. very um, on the level with like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yes. Oh my god. It's like it feels like it came straight out of it. Maybe Pee Wee's making these that, with a pseudonym. Yeah, that's how he's supplementing. <laughs> the Barney one is fantastic. Oh, the Barney too. one's more. Like, like, yeah. Barney's practically hanging by a noose. <laughs> oh man! It's, like, it, and they're cheap. They're, like, yeah. there's one with the the actual 1986 or whatever it was Coleco Alf doll, not the talking one, the regular one. Yeah, and you know, if you buy that thing, it's like forty bucks. Right, right. If she you has buy it a state sweater. If you buy another sweater. <laughs> it's thirty bucks, <laughs> and you get lights and something to wear. You get lights, Christmas decorations, garland, and yeah. a sweater. Yeah, the full compliment. <laughs> So it's, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, amazing. Yeah, so I'm thankful for what's her name, Melody, uh, 1981. 
Asterix one two three, and I'm I'm gonna say that not because I want to call her out, but because I actually think that everyone should go buy something from her. Yeah, I agree. Like this, this is, is like amazing, amazing stuff, and I can't believe that nobody thought to do this with the ugly sweater concept before. This is probably the last year she'll she'll be doing this. I want to see if she's uh, let's see if she's like sold any. Yeah. She has sold a good amount of them. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, like she's got she's got everything listed for ten percent off, so you can't go wrong. Oh, this is a steal. <laughs> yeah, oh, this is so cool. Thank you for being you, Melody nineteen eighty one asterisk one two three. Hundred percent feedback. Love them or hate them, love them. Uh, they are festive or are they just tacky? The ugly Christmas sweater trend isn't just here to stay; it seems to be growing. Number nine. Live on stage for the first time, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! It's not the movie soundtrack, dudes. This is rock and roll. Now get your kids their hot new audio cassette and concert tour book for $3.99. Only at Pizza Hut. Why Pizza Hut? Because they don't sell pizza in record stores, dudes. Matt, do you remember the coming out of their shells tour? <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel. Yeah, I do remember the coming out of their shells tour. Of course I do. Back in 1990, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles went on their own little uh, rock tour. And <sighs> I am thankful for a specific segment in that tour. And I will elaborate on that. And it has to do with Splinter, Master Splinter. Okay, so <laughs> before you get to Splinter. <laughs> yeah. The Coming Out of the Shells tour is basically like they traveled the country and did a whole concert tour, right? Yeah, and, and this is what's amazing is that, you know, we live in a world where Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles could go out, cut a record, and go out on tour and promote it. Right, it's, I mean, but it's like, that's the thing that made it so interesting is that that's exactly what they did. I know. It was as if they really were actual characters, like they were living turtles. Yeah. And they did all the promotional stuff that a regular band would do. They went on Oprah. They like they did it all. Yeah, they did it all. And they played a freaking Radio City Music Hall. Yeah, but there's a but. Yeah. And it's that the Ninja Turtles from the tour mm -hmm. were kind of like not really the Ninja Turtles that you knew. Mm -hmm. They were goofier and skinnier and they looked like pickles. And it was just like <laughs> everything about them was just a little bit off and a little bit creepy. Yeah, it was a little different. And they had like little like they one of them wore like a, a cut off jean jacket. Right. And stuff right. like that. You and, know, they had. Uh, there's they made them like a rock band because it was capitalizing on like that whole rock band phase in the uh, early 90s, late 80s. You know? Right. But they almost gave them like uh, dreamboat bodies. <laughs> dreamboat. Like, Guys, they're turtles. You're not going to you're not going to sway the girls into, into this. <laughs> Some girls probably had little crushes on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so one of the songs that came out was Pizza Power. And that was like the big song. Everybody knew Pizza Power because it tied in with Pizza Hut. <laughs> But one of my favorite things that happened in this whole tour was Master Splinter comes out and, oh. he, and he sings a song. <laughs> he explains, Master Splinter comes out and explains that sometimes the smallest things make the biggest difference. And then he rips into a power ballad that likens each kid in the audience to the stone that he's skipping on water. Oh, my God. Yeah, while, oh. while, doing, while doing all kinds of weird analogies. And it's mixed in with B-roll of his hairy hand picking up rocks and tossing them into the water. Oh, oh, my that God. Was, I feel, like, I feel yeah. like this is going to be another... Uh... <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> what's that video? Lover Boy. Oh, Billy Ocean. Yeah. It's not quite the Billy Ocean, but, but he could have been in that video. <laughs> Let me so, see what we got here. Yeah. I, uh, Skipping Stones. T this has got to be it. Yeah, Skipping Stones TMNT. Right. Uh, <laughs> Man. All right. Let's see what we got. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, our master All right. He, uh, someone's introduced Splinter. Splinter's yeah. coming up through the stage. Yeah. He's waving to the crowd. He looks very decrepit. He does. Oh boy! Here, oh, oh my God! Very Yoda-ish. Yes, yes. You know he's working the crowd. Oh my God! Keep tracks yeah. on the water. Is he being scored Step by Orbital? My God! This is like the, the, the fucking uh, Asylum version of Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Yeah, so and like all the crazy B-roll that they took, like out at like the local pond. Let me, then, let me skip around to the B-roll. Yeah, <laughs> like his hairy hand picks up oh the rod. This is like a 1986 Madonna performance, only it's Splinter. He's doing this interpretive Tai Chi dance. Oh my god! <laughs> and like, oh my god! Why is he? His singing voice. It's nothing like his speaking voice. It's not. It's, it's not it's, even a remote similarity between the two. Different voice altogether. Yeah. I mean, he sounds a bit like like Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> I was thinking it was like it was a poor knockoff of Bad English. Yeah. No. But like, yeah. So he's doing like, this. How are they pretending this is Splinter singing? <laughs> yeah, but like, he's doing this Tai Chi dance to put the song over, and then as the song rolls on, behind him. The turtles come out and start doing the Tai Chi dance also. Oh, let me see. You know what? It, it, those good boys, they probably saw that he was dying out there. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to escape him. He's like, no, we're not going to leave you out to die. Uh, we're in this together. Oh, wow, there they are. Yeah. Holy shit. Look at like the lights are on him and everything. And, it, and oh once God, they're. This is absolutely. This is, this is nutty. It's not. Once they're all out there, though, like toward the end, that's like a third grade spring recital. Making hand motions, you know, and yeah. like, Splinter's trying to fit these lyrics of this poem to this terrible song. It's excruciating. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a top ten hit. Yeah, at all. And like, this was if you were lucky enough to be at the coming out of their shells tour, this was the bathroom match of the whole night. Oh, oh, absolutely. This oh is uh, go buy your T-shirts and your yeah. big foam fingers. And can we also just uh, give a special shout out to Splinter's fake microphone? Yes. Like it looks like a fucking play toy ice cream cone. <laughs> and it's so weird to see Master Splinter with a microphone. At yeah. The same but like I would say if you were lucky enough to have gone there uh, let us know on social media if you were at this tour because this would had to be the absolute worst point of the night for you you were probably squirming in your chair as like a six-year-old you're like mommy I gotta go to the bathroom and like oh, well, you mean it's like you were either bored because it wasn't the turtles front and center or you were terrified because splinter looked like a crack addict who was about to kill you <laughs> the only way the song would ever be good or better is if like maybe if David Bowie covered it like skipping stone oh yeah well, oh, oh skipping stone yeah maybe maybe David Bowie it was like old Bowie B-side <laughs> oh man Splinter from the coming out of their shells tour skipping yeah. stones you really went in a deep dig this time I really did they learned that one can transcend violence and achieve a higher spiritual awareness through the sounds of music Number 10. I'm just going to come out and say it.
I'm thankful for Clamato. <laughs> Clamato? Clamato. 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 <laughs> Is it Clamato or Clamato? I say Clamato. <laughs> I don't... You know what? Now I have to fucking look it up. <laughs> Hold on. Is it Clamato or Clamato? Yeah. Is it Clamato or Clamato? It's the same thing as tomato, tomato. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It could go either way. It, it goes both ways. I need to know. How to pronounce, you know, we're going to go with whatever this, this bullshit uh, YouTube video says. <laughs> Clamato. Oh, Clamato. yeah. Clamato. Clamato. It's not Clamato. Give me a fucking break. It's not Clamato. Clamato. Okay, so it's from this point forth, Clamato. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I'm thankful for a Clamato. It's tomato juice with a hint of clam. That's <laughs> so gross. It's not. I can't even hear like hint of clam without getting like just vomiting little, in my mouth. It's just a little touch of clam. <laughs> just a touch. Just a little touch. <laughs> so look, all right, everyone who's listening thinks that I'm being disgusting. Right. But this stuff is legitimately delicious. It's like smooth tomato juice mixed with a little bit of fruit punch. And it doesn't taste anything like clams. <laughs> Wait, did you say fruit juice? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it tastes like uh, tomato juice and fruit punch. Oh, wow. I don't know if that... Well, how do you... You never had it, and you never will. No, I never will, but I know it tastes like tomato juice with clams in it. No, but here's the thing. It doesn't really... Like, if you look at the list of ingredients on the back of a beautiful bottle of Clamato... Yeah. It'll be listed as, like, the 27th ingredient. It'll You'll have so many chemicals before you see any references to clams... <laughs> It's in there as a gimmick. Like, there's nothing clammy about the drink. <laughs> okay, I have one thing to say, though, before you move on. Mm. So, one of the commercials for the Mott's. For the Mott's. Yeah, talk about the Mott's. I got the Mott's. So, the Mott's Clamato TV commercial is actually a Canadian TV commercial. And in Canada, they may say Clamato. But in the U.S., they say Clamato. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, first of all, it's the Canadians who are popularizing this... Uh... Oh, is that true? I didn't know. Oh, that. yeah. So here's oh. the thing. All right, let's get to let's get to the the nitty gritty on the clamato. Right. Let's do it. <laughs> Here in the states, one of the uh, the most popular cocktails is the Bloody Mary. In Canada, it's the Bloody Caesar, which is basically a Bloody Mary, only you make it with clamato. <sighs> and I had that shit on a trip to Canada once, and it was so good. Mm. And I've been in love ever since. <laughs> oh man, I just <sighs> see. Okay. One thing I was reading in my research of Clamato juice that's is cl that. that's cl it's not Clamato. <laughs> Clamato is not it. Well, look, Clamato sounds better because it's like be made of claymation characters. Yeah, yeah, but I, I would drink think that of shit. clay when I'm drinking clams. Well, I mean, clams make me want to vomit as it is, but mixing it with tomato juice just turns my stomach. It's like that scene in Stand By Me where everyone's throwing up on each other. That's what comes to my mind. Oh. <laughs> they said that two employees from... From Mott's. The Mott's. They wanted to create a Manhattan clam chowder style cocktail by combining tomato juice and clam broth with spices. Yeah. And I'm like, but, but why? <laughs> why would you want to do that? <laughs> what drugs would you? No, that's revisionist history. That's not why it was created. It was created so I would have a number five on the Purple Stuff podcast in 2016. <laughs> I want people to stop trying to make soup into a cold alcoholic beverage. No, that, I am that, all for that. that. See, here's there's a big difference between you and me. <laughs> I like my cocktails to taste like soup. <laughs> Bull shots, Bloody Marys, and now the Bloody Caesar. 
Oh. It's like it's like dinner and drinks at the same time. <laughs> oh man. Here's the thing is... though, you have to admit you're coming from like it's you're especially hard sell because you won't even drink like V8 or tomato juice. Right. That's it grosses me out. And you won't even drink a bloody mary. The no. One, I... The one bloody mary you've ever had, I actually made you drink. Well, and it was the worst because it was like it was seriously the worst bloody mary I've ever had. <laughs> So, of course, it was your first one. When I used to see you drinking, I'm like, yo, there's something appealing to it. Because it, it's all dolled up with all kinds of stalks and, it's, it's and the, vegetables. It's the and... drink that eats like a meal. Yeah. <laughs> Olives. And they just dump everything in it. So I'm like, all right, maybe this is good. Maybe people are onto something. And I just have missed out on it all these years. Yeah, so... but we, we we got it, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> was that an Applebee's in a mall on Black Friday? It was. So it's like in the bartender, I, we, I order the... And I'm like, get us a bunch of Bloody Marys. And she looks at me like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I see her back there. Like, she's got that white bottle that obviously I've been sitting there untouched for six months. <laughs> pouring it in, like, with one piece of ice. Dumping this tiny, tiny bit of the cheapest vodka. Yeah. Throwing a lemon wedge and bringing it back. Like, oh, oh, this is going to be trouble. It was so gross. Like, it was so bad that even I couldn't finish it. And I would, like, drink from a puddle <laughs> if you gave me, like, five bucks. <laughs> It was so gross. Oh, man. And if you add clams into that equation, it will make me barf everywhere. <laughs> Here's the thing. As a, as a youngster, I had the same impression. Yeah. Like, I actually did a taste test of Clamato on my old site and acted like it was the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But with age comes maturity. So you got you to you open yourself up to new things. Your tastes have changed, you're saying, and, and at one time you didn't like it. No, I, well, I mean, I think it was more that I just didn't like what I thought it was. The yeah. same way that you're reacting to this idea of like a clam broth mixed with a tomato juice, when the reality <laughs> is it's just like a really good tomato juice. <laughs> See, I have a problem with just tomato juice. I can't even swallow it. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like a good tall glass of tomato juice. I never understand that. It's like, just pour me a glass of uh, Italian gravy, and let I me, let me let me spell it out for you. Say you're at a diner, and it's like Sunday morning after a bender. Yeah, and you're with your buddies, and everyone's getting their their plates of big fat food. So yeah. you kind of survey the table to make sure you don't out order anyone and look like the biggest slob there. Yeah, but then you get the Bloody Mary, and it's like you got a second meal. <laughs> oh, I don't know, man, but clams just gross me out in general. Clamato is wonderful. One of those things you uncultured swine should really give a chance to. <laughs> I guess you'll be enjoying them on Thanksgiving. It's weird how I'll admit this stuff on the podcast, but even with my like, immediate family and close friends, I would not. Yeah. So I will not be drinking Clamato in front of anybody on Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. I'll wait till I get home and no matter how full I am, I'm going to down a six pack. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, that's, quite a, that's quite a pick. That's a, that's a show ender right there. It is. Which is not in the way I would have liked, but. <laughs> if you crossed a clam with a tomato, you'd get a clamato. Clamato, the delightful blend of clams and tomatoes from Mutz. That was our Thanksgiving show, Matt. Somehow it was. <laughs> so the topics range from Clamato to Splinter. <laughs> to uh what else did we talk about tonight kevin thorne kevin bacon kevin bacon ariel yeah captain Stuff, crunch stuffing stuffing well at least that was uh thanksgiving <laughs> if you're gonna give thanks to 
one of mine. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which one? This would is going to be a, this is going to be tougher than usual. Which one of your five am I the most thankful for? Yeah. Okay. Let's see. You had a Loch Ness, Jack the Ripper thing, <laughs> Splinter, Jack's yeah. big figures, Kevin yeah. Dornariel, and Captain Crunch. Damn. I know it's. This Damn, is a tough... man. I mean, from my perspective, you really have to go with something that you could actually uh, benefit from. The only thing you could actually benefit from would be the cereal because you could actually eat it on a consistent basis. <sighs> Consistency is usually key, but not when Splinter is singing a fucking ballad on stage. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going with the rat. You go, Master Splinter. Yeah, Master Splinter. Skipping, skipping stones. Skipping stones. <laughs> God, the more you say it, the more it does sound so Bowie-ish. It does sound Bowie-ish. <laughs> so for yours, um, let's see. Hmm. <laughs> well, okay. Well, Christmas, Clamato. Uh, Christmas songs on the radio, Clamato Juice, My Pet Monster. Uh, what else do we have? We have um, Thanksgiving Stuffing. Thanksgiving Stuffing. And the eBay seller with the ugly Christmas sweaters. Right, right. Well, I think we could easily narrow this down to stuffing and my pet monster oh wow a coin, and, yeah that's a coin toss for me and for me uh I, you can't really eat my pet monster no. so i'm going with stuffing yeah stuffing wins <laughs> yes <laughs> so our winners tonight are splinter and stuffing <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that's great. Love it. It's awesome. So that was our Thanksgiving episode of the Purple Stuff Podcast. And uh, I had fun. And I'm sure we'll have some fun on Thanksgiving, devouring yeah. all that stuffing. So are we going to like do episodes on a regularly scheduled basis now? Or is this it? Is this the end of the show right here? Yeah, this is it. This La- is it? Last hurrah. Man, <laughs> if I had known that, I wouldn't have ended with Clamato. <laughs> I'm sure we'll be back. Yeah. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. I'm Jay from the Sexy Armpit. And I'm Matt from Dinosaur Dracula. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Burber Burble Stuff Podcast. As the turtles progressed in their teachings, they learned that one can transcend violence and achieve a higher spiritual awareness through the sounds of music. Ha <laughs> ha